0: back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business and really what goes on in things like our culture, things that go on, you know, the business of churches, if you will. Uh, There's a lot that that we need to be aware of. And also something I've taken an interest here on the program and we've had a lot of segments about is true crime-related programming. And frankly, what we're going to talk about kind of relates to that as well. It's a fascinating program that uh, recently on uh, Hulu that was produced by uh, Vanity Fair and distributed by FX. And uh, one of the people in that program uh, who was, was profoundly impacted uh, by what we're going to talk about, uh, is joining us today. Her name is Tanya Levin, and she was working with um, the, the Hillsong Church, which is a massive church of Australia with uh, literally branches, if you will. It's like a franchise uh, all over and in, uh, in several locations in the United States. And a fascinating uh, story, a uh, true crime is really what, what it reminds me of, uh, took place with the uh, person who ended up being in charge of the New York City Church, which had to be one of the largest in the United States and probably was, Carl Lentz. And so uh, with us today, I'd be delighted to spend time with Tanya Levin. Welcome to the program. Tanya, talk about your Tanya, relationship with much. Bill. I'm sorry. Sorry.
1: Thanks yeah. so much for having me. Tell thanks me about your you. re-
0: yeah, glad to, glad to have you on. Tell me about your relationship with the church, what your role was, uh, how how you ended up having the position to be able to speak it like you did. And your comments were among the most interesting, which is why we invited you on.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, look, I, uh, I was born into a Christian home, and uh, when I was a child, my parents became Pentecostals. And we ended up moving house, and we moved into a suburb where the nearest uh, Assemblies of God Pentecostal church was called the Hills Christian Life Centre. It was just a small church, three hundred people, and that's the church that eventually grew into Hillsong. Became Hillsong. So it was just a, a coincidence, I guess. And I was there when it was, uh, you know, it was being held in a warehouse. It was just a warm, friendly kind of group of people. And then things started changing. And when I was about 16, there was a real shift after the, the Houstons, Brian and Bobby Houston, took a trip to the United States. And they learned all about TV evangelism. And uh, that's when, yeah, money changed everything after that. So,
0: yeah, I, money uh, does. Sorry? I was going to say, money money has that effect. No question about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so oh, it changed. I mean, yeah, I, and and you were I mean, just a member of the church? Obviously you're really involved. You knew a lot. And you were really involved. And was that in a voluntary role or at, at some point did you become a part of oh, the yeah. staff? Talk a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I was just a congregant. I you know, I went to work on Sundays and I went to the youth group. I was there for probably five or six years, uh, before I started having my own doubts and I guess I was one of those, what they call now, a quiet quitter. I just kind of stopped going um, by the time I was about 21. But then I felt all of this guilt. Like I was so, you know, everybody else was fine. And uh, I was the only one with the, the problem as such. And I carried that for a very long time until I witnessed Brian Houston make this grand announcement about his father who, um, stand out to be a you know a pedophile, a prolific pedophile and uh, that was about twenty years ago and I watched Pastor Brian Houston stand up and present himself as the victim. And, you know, he mm-hmm. just diminished the crime, he diminished, didn't even really name it. And that was my real turning point where I was like, Well, yeah, uh I'd rather be on the side that, you know, looks out for the kids than the one that kind of covers it up and makes themselves a the victim. So then, I've been trying to get the
0: message out that yeah all that lives is not gold it Hillsong. yeah yeah interesting and, and he was the sort of the founder of the church he sort of inherited uh, a lot of the church uh from his father who had his own issues, right. right? This is like a, a multi generational uh problem uh from ranging from inappropriateness to uh financial nefariousness.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm so pleased that you called it true crime because that's exactly what it is. Uh, we've had documents dropped in Australia. A whistleblower released 40,000 uh, documents on, on the finances and it's the American Express statements. I mean, this is just ongoing tax fraud and misappropriation and money laundering internationally. It's huge. It's crime. Uh, Put a, a contact in Texas who investigates TV evangelists, and you know they're putting together a report to the IRS because you know it's looking at my golden lifetime. I don't know if that's
0: too much yes. for you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not it's not specific to just New Zealand, which is where I believe he's originally from, or Australia, where there's a big branch. Um, but it's it's global. It's, he's going to have oh, a hard yeah. time finding a place where he won't get extradited if he can escape.
1: I'm sorry, I missed
0: that I said he'll he'll have a hard time finding a place that won't extradite him back to one of these countries uh because the yes, situation yes. is is so big in and, and my understanding uh he's actually under trial right now or is the under um hearings being done what What exactly is the situation now?
1: well, i'm actually going to go to court uh, after I finish speaking to you uh Brian Houston was charged with concealing. Uh, a serious indictable offence, that being child abuse of his father. So he's on trial with one count of concealing child abuse. And the next couple of days are going to be the closing arguments for that trial. And then we should have some kind of verdict fairly soon. I don't know, but it shouldn't be too long after this week.
0: And he faces years in prison if he's found guilty. And I think, you know, the impression I got from the documentary, which I overall liked it and then had problems with it based on you and I, our conversations, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh Um, But I'm under the impression impression that, uh, you know, know, there was more than one uh, incident with his father and there's more than one he knew about. I'm alleging here, I making accusations but it's based on just so much information that seemed to be out there
1: well i mean he may well have known about them there is a requirement under our laws to report that to police and currently he's only been charged with with one of the the failure to report one of the victim's accounts certainly uh his dad was a prolific pedophile for at least 40 years so there's uh there's
0: infinite victims, sadly. Yeah, very interesting. Now let's change the let's change the gear just a little bit. The centerpiece yeah. of this uh, of this story uh, was the pastor in New York, a very young man. You know, uh, frankly, a uh, Carl Lentz. Uh, you know, you look at the scripture, there's a lot of talk about scripture, and, you know, uh, I don't want to get preachy on this show. I, I have a great love for scripture. I, I think about, in particular, uh, First and Second Timothy, where Paul warns about not letting anyone look down upon your youth, the caution that you should mm-hmm. have as a young person, uh, how new converts or relatively new converts should not be in authority positions. Uh, they should gain that over time. Uh, they, they basically broke all the loo- lo- rules as far as that, that goes with Carl, relatively young. His real experience was just his training in a school, a school by Hillsong that was really designed to make people just for Hillsong. I don't know well, how that theological training would have held up if he looked for jobs elsewhere, and he certainly would not have fast-tracked like he did at Hillsong. And uh, the mm-hmm. result was uh, really some very, very uh, inappropriate again, uh, situations. And uh, the uh, church took, uh, you know, a wrath of God approach is how it's perceived, uh, which is somewhat hypocritical when you consider how the leadership acted on their own uh, circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing that was interesting was that how I would have never known this if you and I didn't chat. And this is very important to the listener What happened later is that the um, folks over there at Vanity Fair went ahead and interviewed him when they gave no indication they were going to do that. And to make matters worse, in the end, they positioned him as a victim in this entire thing. And for those out there, he may have been a victim. He has a lot of the traits of a victim. But we don't let, you know, for example, uh, sexual offenders off because they were sexually offended. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that. We don't let criminals off because they were criminally treated or criminally offended. Mm-hmm. He has a mm-hmm. huge amount of responsibility. And in the end, they really did create that distance between him and that responsi- responsibility. They being vanity fair. Get into this. I, I already said too much, but that's kind of where we're going here.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm so pleased you said it because, you know, I, I was so worried that it, it was my bias but there seems to be a definite shift in this program between, you know, the start of the first and the finishing ones. And you know what's interesting this episode, I mean, it's all about child abuse in, you know, in Wilson's history and its environment. And it seems to be a real kind of cushion for excusing what Carl Lentz does in his own career because he has been abused as the kid, he discloses, and yet you don't see all the other, you know, the victims of Frank Houston turning into sociopathic pastors that, you know, commit fraud and spend the time money on hotels and guests and drinking with Justin Bieber. I mean, like you said, it, it's criminal stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I I don't know if you want me to throw this in now, but I none of us that were interviewed had any idea that Lentz was going to be in this documentary until the trailer dropped. So, you know, I go back and watch that trailer now, and I'm like, (gasps) wow, like that was just a setup of all of us. Uh, And then we held on to good faith, because I thought, you know, these writers are great, they're very clever, they've done some great research. It'll end well, but it didn't. And like you said, you know, Alex, you, you pointed out that, you know, they made the decision. Alex French, one of the contributing editors said, I believe Carl Reeves has paid for what he did. So that was, the, mm-hmm. that was the deciding on the documentary. And he hasn't, you know, there's 10 years of damage he left behind and walked away from. So, you know, yeah. kind of was left behind.
0: Again, tons, uh, and, and again, I have to use for, my, you know, liability reasons, alleged activity and how much uh, happened and the depth and breadth of it. I'm inclined to think there's more, not less. Uh, again, he, he he largely gets to walk away from it and position as a victim himself and, interestingly, in, in very short order, uh, a victim who got a, a, another job for a church. Now he's calling it a yeah, marketing job stand rather stand than stand a pastoral stand job, stand but yeah. but you know right. I both know he's doing pastoral type work for a megachurch. Mm-hmm. I believe in Florida is where he is now.
1: Oh oh geez. oh! He's actually moved to Oklahoma. He passed up Oklahoma. Thank you,
0: Oklahoma. Yeah,
1: they I think it's called Transformation, and it's by a guy called Mike Todd, who has a couple of question marks over his own head. So. That was another convenient thing that was omitted uh, from the documentary. He just looks like a nice guy who walks his dog in the rain.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. And, and we're talking about, you know, I think a rehab, a quote, air quotes, a rehab of months, not even years, for something incredibly mm-hmm. devastating. I mean, apparently, uh-huh. uh, you know, the uh, the church in Oklahoma, they needed, they wanted him asap, and the and the fact that he uh-huh. came with luggage, you know, their whole statement is, we believe in this guy, a guy who had to go into rehab, you know, drug related rehab, is my understanding, his own statement, a guy who left a shell shocked church, and uh, you know, a, a really a saddle a of his former self. It's very odd, and uh, you know, they, I, I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, how big of a difference would have been if you had known that they were going to include him in the interviews? Would that have prevented you from doing it? Um, talk a little bit about, what, you know, why, why you believe it's so important that you and other church members, and, and you, you have information that none of them seem to know, uh, none of the real victims <laughs> seem to know. Talk a little bit about that. Because a lot of people are going, okay, you weren't told, but why does it matter? Well, the way it was treated in the end, I think, does matter. But, but talk a little yeah, bit absolutely. about that. Address that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is the thing. I really found that episodes one and two were quite clever, and there was an announcement of power, and, you know, there was Carl, he and was, he was in pain, he's the primary victim, you do not want to be sitting in this chair. You know, he's the guy who's supposed to sympathize with, then his wife comes on. And her pain is real. Uh, you know, she's a, she's a woman scorer. She's in pain. Then I uh, crossed over to a volunteer, you know, who really has been treated badly by Carl and know, And there was all these different panels and it was going really well. And then by episode four, it's just like a Coke commercial, and I'm expecting to see, like, all of his kids on Coke cans, their names, you know, and, like, that's how Corey ended up being. Uh... So, I mean, if we had known, at least we could have given consent. Um, well, this was a real bait and switch. Uh, at the same time, you know, I really would have believed that they would have done something better than that. So, even if we've known, uh, they might not have even been completely transparent and told us their agenda. And I don't know what their gender is yet, but I will find out. Um, because my question to them was, how much did comments? Pay you to make that documentary.
0: Wow, that's strong. Yeah, it, it, well, to me it's troubling and I was off, I, I, I've just been reminded that it was a little over two years but to me that seems like uh, a very uh, short wilderness wanderings in light of the damage that he had done uh, that he's allegedly done. i got to be careful with my words, you know how that goes uh, oh, yeah. but uh, the evidence seems very strong and he himself has admitted to a lot of the damage. You know, much of what I'm That's saying it. is directly out of his mouth.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nothing. And my other is why do some people feel that they have to make the big comeback? They have to be on a stage, you know, like hand the mic over to somebody else, maybe. I mean, you're not the only guy on the planet. You know, so I think that says a lot about the individual that they need, you know, to be redeemed publicly. Why, you know, he had a good time. Can he just get on with his life? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. By the way, do you have a website about any of this that you're you're monitoring or people are engaging with uh, that you would like to mention?
1: Um, what, in terms of the documentary or just? Uh, I think I am Because, I, mean, I, lost I, I all I do is my, my podcast is Leaving Health and that's where I'm kind of putting out most of my information and yeah, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing. Uh, and there's a few of us kind of <laughs> keeping scores, but um Yeah, I don't really yeah so I'm not to, writing enough. If
0: they go to Facebook if they go to Facebook, what should they search for? Leaving Hill song. Leaving Hill song. Yeah. Um all
1: right. that's my one wanna... and um, the last couple of episodes are called uh Carl Lentz and the trouble at Vanity Fair, so that outlines uh,
0: all the issues there. Very good. Very interesting. Thanks so much for being with us. Final thoughts with a couple of minutes left. Final thoughts. Try your again?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, final thoughts with a couple of minutes left.
1: Okay. I just mi- final. Yeah.
0: Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with a couple of minutes left? Oh um
1: um you look I <laughs> I owe this so much. I'm about to go to court to watch the closing arguments for Brian Houston. Um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I guess that really covers it. Um, just, we're going to keep a watch of why this documentary went this way. And depending on what I think is, of fiction. And I think, you know, Carl Lynch deserves an Oscar for best leading actor. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's like a deep fake, basically. Uh, but you know, when other things are like this, it, we believe the participant, right, some of the participants, and me believe that Vanity Fair treated us the way Hillsong treated us, and you know, they turned around, they quiet, so they were even like abusive pastors. They exploited us, you know, they were deceptive with us, and now they're they're in hiding. So it'll be interesting to find out why and what. There was behind that.
0: Have you contacted them or other members contacted them? And if so, oh, yeah. have they responded?
1: Oh, yeah. I got some, I got three apologies with the same wording from two executive producers and from the director. And each apology said, I'm so sorry you feel this way. Word for word, the three of them. So, uh, you know. Typical evangelical response. I'm sorry, you've got a problem.
0: hmm yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Tanya, I really appreciate your time. I do encourage people to uh, learn more over there at uh, Facebook, Leaving uh, Hillsong. And uh, check that out. Tanya Levin, she's been our guest. She's uh, had a prominent role in an otherwise good documentary, very informative documentary. I would say it's 80% great based on the information I have and 20% terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, what they don't tell you and how they do treat uh, the pastor to me is utterly inappropriate. Um, And uh, I think people – and if you watch it, because it is informative on Hillsong and certainly on Brian Houston and his father, but keep in mind the uh, larger context is uh brings a new form of danger. Uh keep that in mind and uh you know, watch it with eyes wide open. Tanya Eleven, thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. Have a great night. Thanks. Yeah, you too. You too. Whatever <laughs> time. By the way, she's been in she's in uh uh down under and so uh we have a big time gap uh difference and uh uh but I'm really glad we got to spend the time together. I really appreciate it. I am Kevin Thanks Price much, Kevin. this is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. More for you after this.